And you know, us sports moms have something to say. Yes, we do. We'll have a chance to interview across the board from athletes to the parents to the coaches to even the trainers. Yeah. And we're not afraid to share our journey. We're not afraid to tell other moms what we went through in order to raise up a student athlete. So I believe that it's inspirational. Yeah. We're able to tell our story, the good and the bad. Yeah. We can give back positive information. Absolutely. You know, we can empower them. Yeah, I think it's time for the mothers to be a voice. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. It's time for us to, to let you know what's going on. Hey, this is Arisha, aka IC, IC Fashion. <laughs> What's up? What's up, everyone? <laughs> Girl, I saw on Facebook. Now you got to honestly tell all moms about how it was dropping your son off to college. Tell us about that. Well, <laughs> I did a back-to-back -back trip. I ended up going to take him on a Sunday because he needed to check in on Monday because KU is doing right. They're doing COVID testing for the kids first. Before anyone can touch the facilities, they have to be cleared, you know, and do all the medical uh, clearances. Um, so I stayed there. Course, I think that was not only for him, but it was for me too. <laughs> Trying to gradually wean away from him. Um, and I turned, I, I, I left. We did really good, but I think because he knew I was coming back, he turned 18 Friday. So I went back on the day of his birthday early that morning and, you know, just to celebrate his little 18th birthday. And he, we did really good. You know, we did good, hung out the whole time. I really took that time to rest a little bit because I've been totally exhausted. So Saturday I just chilled, but I went down there and I cooked this big pasta, famous thing that they call this big pasta dish. <laughs> Anyways, so him and some of his teammates, roommates and all that, we did that. I brought him a nothing but cakes. I never say it right because that's one of his favorites. <laughs> and I came back. But by the time I got out, like he was good when we in the parking lot. But by the time I got in the car, I put him on FaceTime. He was bawling. Oh, I was sitting in there. I was like, please don't cry. <laughs> I was like, please don't cry. You're going to make me cry. I did good, but I hit Oklahoma. And my brother joked last week and said, you're going to cry in Oklahoma. And I didn't. But true enough, whatever reason, in Oklahoma, I was bawling like a newborn baby. <laughs> Just driving, crying. Pull over. But I got it together. Oh wow! It's time to let him grow up. It wow! Yeah. I I'm sure every mom. I mean, it's almost like we live in kindergarten again. You know, we send him off to school that first time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It's really, is it really like I am a crybaby? Like mm. people think I'm so tough with thick skin, but I swear I am a crybaby. I cried when he graduated in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember my daughter looking over at me, Mama, why are you crying? And she was she was like 
seven, eight years old, but I was crying and I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just cried. <laughs> Us as moms. And, and I love hearing the fact that you were down there cooking, you know, so, and then you have to cook enough for the whole, uh, the whole team. So that, that is yeah. awesome. Right? That is awesome. Yeah. That was just me though. That's, um, I do that. I don't know what it is. I just, even when I left, I said, look, you can go to the cafeteria to eat. I'm ready to go. I was supposed to leave by 10 o'clock. I didn't leave at 1.30 because I looked <laughs> in the refrigerator. And I was like, oh, no, I went to Walmart. I'm like, no, nah, I got to buy some more food. I went to Walmart, bought food. And he had one of his requests, my famous turkey. They call them my famous turkey hamburgers. Mm. And so I went on and made I made them. I made like 24 of them. Wow. <laughs> and so at least he got some cooking from me before that. He did. You you did that home cooking meal from that, that mama's touch. <laughs> and guess what? what? I made some Kool-Aid that Kool-Aid I make. Kool Put a little cherry together. You ever do the Kool-Aid that's cherry and you put a little lemon in there and squeeze lemon in there? You should know about that, Miss Karen. <laughs> oh, but you're from Cali. You don't know about the Texas no. Southern hospitality. Y'all <laughs> put pickles in Kool-Aid. I'm just, I, I, I just don't understand it. How y'all eat a pickle out of from Kool-Aid? I just, I haven't tried one yet. It's the smoke. Huh? That you? Southern thinker. It's good. It's good. Oh. Oh, it's good. <laughs> well, hey. We have who on the show? Tell them about who we got on the show. We have the guru. And I'm going to take credit for this word guru because I know that, <laughs> that I was the first one that labeled him and D-Rob the guru. Like I used to put it on Twitter after I post my kid. Mm -hmm. And everybody started saying that. So I, I even told D-Rob, I'm taking ownership of that. I'm the one started saying Duke Guru. People start respecting it and understand. What is she talking about, Guru? Yeah, y'all see what it is. The Guru Clay Mac. Wow. Yes, I'm Indeed. excited. Trainer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's bring him on. Let's play this video about it. I keep hearing everybody talking about who the best DB trainer in the country. I keep hearing this over and over and over again, and I just don't get it. I, I just don't. Have you ever heard of Clay Mack? Period. Miss <laughs> Karen, you're 
is all outdoors. <laughs> I was like, he was like, I keep hearing about who the TV, who is Clay Mack. I was like, wow, I was ready to jump out my seat. <laughs> hey, that video still give me chills. That intro is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I love that um, that video still, and it went viral on Twitter. Uh, that thing about it. Funny thing about that is that, so I dropped that video at about about twelve thirty that night, uh, early early morning, right before I went to sleep. So I usually sleep with my phone, my phone in my bed right next to me. So, so you know, how you get the notifications when you know when when you get you know some kind of like or retweet or whatever the case may be or whatnot, and so. My phone actually woke me up, but I let the 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 doo -doo and the beep beep beeps and the and I was like, "What is that?" You know what I'm saying? And I forgot all about. It. I dropped the video like you know right before I went to sleep because I received it that night, probably around about ten o'clock. You know from the uh, from from King Films who uh, who actually edited the video, and um and so I finally clicked on it, and then so uh, when I looked at my phone, I seen all the notifications from Twitter. So then as I clicked on it, it clicked with me. I said, oh, that's that video. So I clicked on it. And it already had like 30,000 views on it. Like, you know, and, and, and a lot of people then, you know, naturally they weren't clicking on it when I dropped it because, you know, a lot of people are asleep, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying, during that time. Whatnot. But this is what they woke up to in the morning. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And uh, within about a, about a five-day span, it had like 350,000 views on it. You know, and um, it it went nuts. It it was, it was it was that was my best performing video other than the one I did with um, with Jamal Adams. Uh, you know what I'm saying? To as far as impressions on Twitter. So wow, I, I was I'm extremely proud of that. And like I said, when I when I watch it, it still gave me chills. To be honest. Oh, you know yeah. They they yeah. And, and to be honest, the, the little part that you were talking about with the who the best TV trainer in the country, da 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 da, just Clay Mac, whatever. That was a script actually they actually made me do that because of uh, the guy who actually um who wrote that script he said he said mac you know you you, you always come across as the humble guy da 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 whatnot but you're the best in the country he said so this time when i do something with you you have to bring it out mm. he said you're so passionate in your training etc etc i'm saying he said but you know you got to go against the grain on this one and i'll tell you what happened though so when he told me that so we did this video at american indoor where i usually train at I walked around American Indo for about 10 minutes, contemplating whether I was going to do that or make him change the script. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, that, that's just not my, I mean, I don't, I'm not a baggy boasty type. I'm just not. Now, do I think I'm the best DB trainer in the country? Absolutely, hands down. But that's just not how forward I am about it. You know what, mm. what I'm saying? So it's an inside thing with me because, you know, we all uh, approach this thing uh, through different optics. You know what I'm saying? So it's hard to like say this guy better than this guy, et cetera, et cetera. You know, because I mean, we all have our DNA on how we approach it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't get involved in that stuff. You know what I'm saying? I do what I do and I let other guys do what they do. And just hopefully at the end of the day, we're impacting kids and athletes. Well, I saw confidence. I saw a sense of confidence. And it's almost like, you know, you said you, you are the best, but you, you still have to wear it. And I guess he was getting, he was uh, saying, you got to wear this thing. You got to speak it. Because you, you know, I know you're a man of faith, man of so you know about the power of words. Right. So that was a test for you. Yeah, mm. well, and, and that's why he wanted me to um to kind of bring it out, kind of get out of the shell, if you will, or what have you. Um, you know, for, for me, it's a shell within a shell. You know, what I'm saying I'm, I'm not in my shell as it relates to, you know, what I know I, I bring to the table and 
and you know, the uniqueness I bring to it and how I, you know, distribute and, and for information so these kids can understand that growth and development and what we're doing. Um, but by the same token, though, it's just, it just not part of my upbringing to be like that, that braggy type guy. I mean, that's just not, that's just not within my DNA. That's why I, and I get a lot of flack about posting on Instagram and stuff like that, for instance, about like my inactivity per se. I mean, well, for me, I mean, it's not, first off, I don't like it, for whatever we do, it's proprietary anyway. So I don't want people like stealing our stuff and, and, and people not getting, giving us credit for it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So. Um, and, I, and I tell this story all the time. I watched. Uh, I, I typically don't watch DB trainers. I watch receiver trainers because you know naturally I want to know what they what they know so I can train against that, right? Mm. And, uh, so I watched. I watched five receiver trainers one one night. It's probably been you know within the last four to six months or so, and I seen the same drill did by all five guys. You know, then so with that said, then if you know depending on what order you watch these guys, you don't know who stole the stole the drill from who. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of these guys post so much of their stuff. You know what I'm saying? So now it, I mean, it, it, it and, and I said proprietary, but intellectual, that's what I meant. But, uh, you know, it's, it's intellectual properties. You know what I'm saying? When you do something and you put it out, you know what I'm saying? And you really can't, there's no way for you to secure it per se. You know what I'm saying? Or but if somebody watched you do something, um, and they watch somebody else do it, but they watch them first, but you were the originator of it, but they don't know if you stole it from them, or they stole it from you, or whatever the case may be, or whatnot. So, um, now, now that I've done that over the years and not put all my stuff out, uh, there's a there's a kind of mystique about about the whole Clay Mac brand per se, whatnot. Mm -hmm. So that's when I, that's when I drop videos periodically, and when I do, I try I try to make sure it's a it's a banger. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm gonna get your attention when I drop mine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So no, I'm not gonna I'm not playing with you. I'm not doing that. But by the same token, it's gonna be so fundamental sound. Um, it's gonna be really really skillful. You know what I'm saying? And it's going to translate to what these kids need, you know what I'm saying, on Friday nights or Saturdays or Sundays. Wow. Arisha? Arisha? So, <laughs> yes, can you hear me? I don't know. Yes. We get a little static or delay or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, basically, I mean, I can come in and say I have firsthand had my kid trained with Clay. And um, first off, one of the questions is, how do you recognize who is a DB and who is it? Because I can say firsthand, there's been a friendly fire argument between him and D-Rob <laughs> of him thinking, say, not thinking, but knowing Jordan is an actual DB slash safety or whatever. So him and D-Rob would have this little battle of, you got my, you got a receiver over there that should be a DB because Jordan knows how to play both sides. So how determine? Is it from the kid's physical appearance or just a, they uh, reaction to things? How do you know who's the DB and who's not the DB? You know, I, I think it's it's quite a bit that goes into that bucket. To be honest, um, you know, I was I was a, I was an open field transient type of athlete. You know, growing up, I grew up in West Dallas. Um, you know, in the project, so. You know, we, we we did a lot of things that was um you know off the scale and offside uh, and off the scale per se. You know, as, as far as climbing trees and and going into old abandoned buildings, playing wall with the you know with the old chalk and stuff and throwing it at each other and, and you know saying just making up different names and things of that sort of whatnot. So a lot of that home my skill set and then I was part of a boys club. You know I'm saying also so within that boys club you know there's there's multiple you know, sports. You know I boxed a little bit. Um, actually boxing was my first love. Um, 
but my mom made me stop boxing because oh, of me. Okay. She, yeah, so she just then, um, no, she wasn't just too cool on the dangers of boxing and whatnot. So, so I boxed for a little bit. Um, you know what I'm saying? And actually, you know, you have to fight in the neighborhood, you know what I'm saying, or what have you. And then, you know, actually we would make up you know, mock, um, you know, boxing matches and, you know, little stuff like that or whatever the case may be or whatnot. Um, so then, you know, bike riding and playing football, basketball and doing all this. And, and, and the funny, I'm, I'm saying all that stuff. We might have done all that stuff in the same day. So that's mm. the whole thing about it, you know what I'm saying? From sun up to sundown, yeah, uh, what have you, you know what I'm saying? And watching the older guys and stealing moves off the older guys, and you know what I'm saying, just you know, just just honing in your own skill set. So, I'll say all that to say this, um, you know, yes, I mean, you you, you just got to have an eye for it, um, you know what I'm saying? And and I can watch guys, good, I'll give you a prime example. Like, I, I trained a guy named Jacory Shepard, are you familiar with, with, with Shep? Um, and he was playing receiver, yeah. And I, and I told D Rod way back, you know, when I first met Shep years and years ago. I looked at his body frame and I said, you know, Shep kind of built like me, kind of like the stocky build, kind of slanted shoulders type of deal or whatnot. Most of Steve's are kind of broad shoulder type, you know, straight up and down kind of build, those type guys, whatnot. So that's how I differentiate, you know, certain body types and things of that sort of whatnot. Um, you know, then also Shep had the same kind of background I had. Uh, I played basketball in high school as well. Um, played at Kimball, won a state championship, played varsity basketball four years, played point guard uh, on that team or what, or what have you. And Shep played. Uh, through his athletics was pretty much the same. He played basketball, uh, mm. but very explosive in basketball, can dunk the ball any kind of way you want to, you know, things of that sort, what have you. Then I just sit there and watch his movements one day, and um, I told D-Rob, I said, man, stop waiting his time. Man, he's a mm. DB. You know, he's, I mean, he's really a DB. And I think maybe because, um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not biased towards that stuff. If I really think a kid is a, is a receiver, because guess what? My junior year in high school, I was an All-American receiver. Mm. so exactly you know what i'm saying so i know um and in my senior year, i made all american at quarterback um so i know when you know it's transitional type of or transgressive type of athlete you know what i'm saying you have to feed that athlete to to to, to the channel that's that's going to make him more more successful you know what i'm saying and once you pick your side a lot of times you don't have a, have a chance to explore the other side to see if the other side fit you know, saying or not. Uh, so, um, you know, if you get recruited as a particular position, typically you stay at the position, right? Because, because that college okay. count you in at right. the position, and that's how the recruiting classes go. You know, what I mean, so, um, but yeah, so, so to answer your question again, um, you know, it's body types, it's a uh, it's skill level, um, and for me, you know, just like I've been blessed to have an eye to just watch athletes move and and could just kind of pretty much determine the dictates and mentality also. You know, defensive backs have a different type of mentality. Yeah, you got yeah, you got the you got the all type of mentality uh, uh, at the receiver as well, but it's a different type of mentality at DB. I mean, just saying, and I'm not being biased that I'm saying that based mm -hmm. on experience by the fact that I trained them and I played it and I played both sides of the ball. So I just know the different type of mentality. I mean, you got you really have to be mentally, mentally tough, and you got to be that down to down, and uh, you really got to like it, it has to be a lifestyle. It can't be no on and off type of deal. It has to be a lifestyle. So <laughs> even the people right. that you. Even the people that know me know that I'm a real laid back guy. You know what I'm saying? But I have an edge about me also. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it, it fits uh, my mentality as it relates to how I train and who I train as it relates to the position that I train. So, I mean, it, mm -hmm. it, and, and that's why I love it and I'm so passionate about it. Now, uh, for those moms that don't know what a DB is, can you tell us what a DB is and then what where do they play on the field as far as what their position is? Well, you know, and, and, and I'm glad you asked that because, you know, I hear people say DB and safety. Well, no, DB stands for defensive back. 
okay, defensive back is is the father title or the head title for safeties and corners. Okay, so mm-hmm. a safety and a corner falls up under the umbrella of a defensive back or a DB. Okay, so you know some people prefer a DB as a corner. No, a defensive back is is a corner and a safety. I'm saying so corners play on the outside. Um, safeties play typically up top. Sometimes they'll come down in the box, play near linebackers. I'm saying so they can get involved in the run game or what have you. Um, so certain situations, uh, play calls is going to dictate where the safeties line up. I'm saying so if they need to get involved in the run game, um, probably maybe like a cover three, where you have one safety, the other safety come down in the box. Um, but other than that, mainly for the most part, uh, that's when you two safeties high, two guys high, and um, and, your, and your corners play out play on the outside. So. That's pretty much the, uh, the, the the overall definition um, of a defense back. And I don't see them as being big people, you know, as far as tall. And so what's like the average size for a DB in weight and stuff? You know, it, it depends on the level that you are. I mean, nowadays they're they're actually looking for the bigger guys. Okay? They're looking for, you know, the the the, the five eleven, six feet. Mm. No, uh, six one, six two, six three DB. They're, they're actually looking for it, and mainly because uh, the receivers have gotten real tall now. You know what I'm saying the receivers are six two, six three, six four, six five, six six, six seven. You know what I'm saying for that matter. You know what I'm saying. So receivers mm. are looking like basketball players. So, um, so so that's why they're looking for a bigger defensive back now. However, um, there is also a spot in this game for the smaller guys as well, even the smaller receivers. So as, as, you know also. You, know, you got guys like Tyreek Hill, you know, saying you know guys like yeah. that. You got you know, slot receivers like uh, Tavon Austin for the Cowboys. You know, saying you know guys like that, that are smaller guys, five nine, five eight, you know things of that sort of whatnot. So, uh, so that so there's a place for you know for 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 all ranges of sizes. Um, you know, what I'm saying because naturally you don't want a, a long legged guy. You know, what I'm saying playing the slot where where the you know where the most quick receivers are uh, because I mean they simply can't stay with those guys. So so you definitely want a smaller guy. A more twitchy guy, you know, what I'm saying in the slot. But the one thing I, I say in relation to that is, that, and I tell all my so-called big guys, um, if somebody come up to you, let, let's just say I, I have DB six one six two, even some six three, I tell them, hey, look, if somebody will come up to you and say, hey, man, you know, you move well to be a big guy, okay? Mm. So if they preference the compliment by saying to be a big guy, you know, I tell my guys consider that an insult. Now, don't consider it an insult to the person who's telling you that. Consider it's a compliment naturally. But your your next phone call should be to me. <laughs> hey, hey, coach. Here's a compliment, so called compliment I got. You know, uh, somebody said that I move well to, to be a big guy. You know what I'm saying? So now nah, we we don't we don't play that. I, I want my big guys move like like they five nine. You know what I'm saying? So and and I I don't take no I don't I don't take no for an answer for that. You know what I'm saying? So you know, if you're trying to go next level, you know they 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 not gonna have no pity about the fact that well he's he's a big guy. You know what I'm saying? So he moves pretty well. But we don't know if we're going to pay him $500,000 a year to move mm. pretty well, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Nah, you got to be a big guy to move great. So, so um, yeah, I, mean, that's, I, I, don't, I don't take no for an answer for that. Okay. So um, has there ever been a client, has there ever been a client who you've trained and you see that he's just not getting the skill? And if so, how did you handle that situation? Like, did you tell the kid or kind of talk to the parent? You know, like, for example, like I was asked, you know, how do you know when a DB is a DB? So, see, this is not a DB. But he is insisting that he is going to play DB and he is going to be trained by you. 
Oh, How do you handle that? Well, I mean, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not in the business of uh, of turning kids down. You know what I'm saying? Or turning kids away, turning athletes away. Right. So, um, me, I, I just I, I I take it as a challenge, me personally. Um, I can't speak for everybody else, other okay. trainers, and how they approach it. Um, but I mean, it's 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 a calling on my life to do this. You mm. know what I'm saying? So for me, um, I, I don't I don't I don't turn nobody away. You know, as it relates to that, yeah. You know, do I recognize it? Oh, absolutely. Um, I've been doing it for a long time, so I can see it within the first five minutes whether or not this kid need extra work right. or or he's just not quite there or you know, we. I mean, whatever we have to do. But exactly what I just said, whatever we have to do to get him where we need to try to get him. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm game for that. You know what I'm saying? And in fact, I'm an under the roof of the underdog type guy anyway. You know what I'm saying? So I love projects. Yeah. And in fact, so I just had, just had this conversation the other day about, you know, uh, uh, the, the high profile kids that I train, the high profile guys that I train. You know what I'm saying? When you're talking about, you know, Jeff Okudas and, and, and Jamal Adams and, you know, guys like that, uh, Jalen Mears and, you know, guys like that. But the thing about it, we've been together for a long, long time. You know what I'm saying? So we've, we've, we, we came right. out the with it. Right. They, won, they won five stars and first round draft picks when we met. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, we took a chance on each other. I took a chance on them. They took a chance on me. You know what I'm saying? That we became, you know, teammates, if you will. You know what I'm saying? And, um, it, you know, and, and it was a challenge then. So, you know, why would I change my philosophy on how I approach, you know, that particular kid that have the type of discretion, uh, you know, with a skill set? So, no, nah, I mean, I, I don't turn down nothing but my collar when it comes to kids. I don't turn down nothing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you, 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 right. <laughs> you, you never know. That kid might turn it around. They might click with him. You know, mm. year two, year three. You know, what I'm saying? You, you, know. you know what I'm saying? So I never give up on a kid. Uh, I, I, I don't. Nah, that's just not what I do. Now, I like what you said. Um, you said, I've been called for this. Um, you know, there's a lot going on right now with COVID-19 and, um, you know, as far as athletes and whether sports is going to or we're getting back to sports. And we have, you know, athletes that are probably mentally struggling with, you know, what they're going to do next. Now, how do how did you come to that that revelation that this is something you've been called to do versus those athletes who believe that they've been called to play, you know? How do they deal with what's going on right now, if that makes sense? <laughs> um, well, you, 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 I, I think anytime you're dealing with a calling, um, you know, you, you know it. I mean, you, it just it's just it's an organic, um, uh-huh. you know, you know, spiritual movement, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was allowed to leave corporate America and train full time and be self-employed. And the thing about it is um, I had everything that I needed interjected within me. Um, by going through that plight of working and working for other people and uh, managing other people and governing other people and working under and for other people and things of that sort. So what happened uh, in the midst of that was uh, I obtained all the skill sets that I needed, I'm saying, to jump out there on faith, um, I'm saying, to be able to be uh, a bustle to these uh, to these athletes. And and how I noted also is that, you know, sometimes I'll be in my sessions and let's just if I'm giving a point to an athlete, right? I'll be meaning sometimes to say a sentence to do, and I end up saying two paragraphs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm serious, but sometimes, what, what do, and that's why sometimes I, yeah, I'm being honest. It's, I mean, that's why sometimes my sessions be so long because I have to get it out. But yeah, I have to get it out because I'm the vessel to be able to give that, that message to them kids. And mm. that, 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 that's nothing but the Holy Spirit talking to me and, and, and helping me give that, that message. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm always incubated by that. 
and um and and i even wondered one day you know i was driving i was like well why am i never caught up on a point that i'm trying to make you know what i'm saying i never get lost for words as it relates to points i'm trying to make well that's how i know i'm in my calling mm. that's, that's, that's how i know yeah. i mean I'm, I'm being supported wow so what, I, what I can i can say uh, my bad <laughs> I, I think we got a delay but i can say firsthand <laughs> People, and I've told Clay this before too, like when he's trained <laughs> the kids, like I've sent a lot of people, hey, when they like, hey, who do, I t who do you take your kid to? Because they've seen video since Jordan was little as a receiver and then he goes to the DB. Well, my son plays the other side. I always say first person, Clay Mack or D-Rob. But I tell them, if you're going to go grocery list together, go shopping, get you a shopping list because he is going to be there He's not going to do 60 minutes. It. He's going to, like, I don't care if he got 20 kids there. Mm. If this five kids could have did it right and you get to number six and they messed up and he'd be like, nope, come back. And mm. then he do it again. Nope, come back. I have seen him myself over the year. This ain't just like, oh, once I'm not just saying this because I've, you know, been involved with them, him and D-Rob, you know, with my kid. But that's what made me know I had my kid in the right place because you've seen coaches watch kids do the drill wrong and just keep letting them repeatedly do the drill wrong. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so I always tell people this is where you go because you want to make sure your kid is going to get it right. They're going to make sure, you know, I know for a fact if your kid a DB, you're going to be there at minimum probably three times. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, because... But I mean, that's for real. We have been at session before from six to nine o'clock with him. Like, and you just can't go expecting and complain. Oh, we gotta go and all that. You have a bad attitude, don't go because you want your kid to get it right. And I mean, that's just the truth. And I mean, that's why and I appreciate him. Rob, they make sure you get it right, no matter how many people. And the, and the thing about that to piggyback on what you're saying, I mean, I mean why, why wouldn't you want your kid to get it right? I, I don't I, I don't get that. I mean, right. as, a, as adults, you know, if you're, you know, taking a class to try to better yourself and improve your resume, like if you're taking a certification or getting a license or something like that, I mean, you're not going right. to skip out on class early before you get your before you get your license or your certification. You're not going to do that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I think the same, right. approach, that, the same approach that you take, you know what I'm saying, to enhance yourself, you know, at, at a job to, to enhance your, your resume. Well, I mean, you need to you, you need to allow your kids to be able to do the same thing. I mean, that's that's how I look at it. So, you know, what we're trying to do is increase your right. kids' skill resume, fundamental resume. Mm. You know what I'm saying that's, that's pretty much all we're trying to do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and as it relates to resumes, you know, your resume is going to dictate whether you get a job or get a second interview. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same thing with these kids. When scouts look at them, they're going to say, hey, look, we're going to take a second look. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Or we're going to go ahead and give you the offer, offer your mm. scholarship. Or we're gonna move on, right? And so, and sometimes you don't get a, a a second chance to make a first impression. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so, and that's another reason why I'm not, you know, really big on video stuff and filming my kids all the time in sessions. Also, because, you know, just so happen one day your kid can be having a bad day. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And we got to, you know, you know what I'm saying? And there's a hundred scouts following me. You know what I'm saying? On social media. You know what I'm saying? And they look at this kid and they find out who this kid is. And they now all of a sudden this kid name run across their desk. Then they done already kind of got a, a profile on the kid by watching my video. I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So I like to bring them in the lab, 
all my sessions, all my group sessions anyway, especially when they group session, I treat all of them like they one-on-one sessions uh, because that's the type of attention I'm paid to every kid. Um, and in, in, in real quick story, uh, we've talked about um, uh, Jeff Okuda and a parent asked me one day, uh, why did I make him go back in a session? You know, he, we was doing the drill. He said, man, why did you make him go back like 10 times? I said, well, it was 15 times to be exact. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, um, and he said, well, man, I mean, is it, that's the, 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 the big time Jeff Okuda kid, not the top Grand Prairie, da, 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 da. I said, well, yeah, he all led to you. Mm. Okay. You know, I'm not brand new to what he is. Right. Okay? I said, but the thing That's about right. it, when you get when you get to college, all that big time, this, that, and other whatnot, all that stuff get wiped away. Um, I said, and there's no there's not a lot, a lot of skill development in college. I said, so for me, what do I look like sending him to college and he's not ready to be absorbing of the stuff that they're gonna have him to do? Okay. They're not gonna have him doing the stuff that, that I'm teaching him right now, whatnot. Uh, uh, he got to know that stuff when he get on campus what have you i said but uh in reference to what you're saying i made him go back 15 times i said because he messed up 14 times mm. that's right wow with that being said how soon should uh kids start training uh they they can uh i mean you go to my website claymac.com uh simple as that claymac.com i have a scheduler on my website now you know just like how far beauticians and everybody have you know you can schedule appointments so I don't do the I don't do the big group sessions anymore. Um, the max the max that I'm doing right now, uh, legislated is is four man groups uh, over in Duncanville. Uh, but I do plus one and plus twos over there as well. Um, you know, and so so my max groups over in Duncanville is a uh, six kids uh, per session. Uh, wow. But other than that, over in Frisco, uh, it's one on one sessions or or, or two man private sessions only. And I'm I'm trying to keep in conscious um, uh, you know, the fact that we're going through this whole Corona and COVID. You know, deal or whatnot. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to have a conscience about that as well. I mean, I have a kid as well, so I would want somebody to, to kind of have their best interest in mind as it relates to that as well. So, so that's when I did like that. But, but I like it like that, also, um, because it allowed me to get back to my roots um, as it relates to how I train and how deep I get into the training and and, and, and holding on. So I, I was kind of excited to get back to that, um, just just kind of organically. I didn't know I was going to end up doing it that way, but but since the situation happened, um, that that way has you know transpired. And uh, it, it makes my days longer, to be honest. Uh, but but me and the athletes, my clients, we, we, we get a lot more out of it uh, on both ends. So, but um, yeah, so claymac.com, um, you can catch me there. You know, that's I've been on Facebook, you know what I'm saying? Also, um, and um, uh, my, my, my Twitter was hacked, and so we've been going, kind of going back, back and forth. As a matter of fact, ICE has been having me with that, whatnot. So, um, you know, we've kind of uh, we we kind of we kind of worn thin with that, you know what I'm saying? What happened? So I think it probably gonna just have to, you know, restart me. I had a lot of followers, so I mean, that's, that's that was the one thing that that, that kind of had me. So, but um, yeah. but it, but got one more step. Get it back. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get it back up uh, here soon. Um, but um, and on and on, all my social media put it like that is Claymax Skills. Uh, anyway, you know what I'm saying so anybody that can find me, I'm not, I'm not hard to find. What have you? And um, you know, and and on draft day, you can probably find me in the green room. <laughs> okay, speaking of draft day, go on and tell them, tell them, tell them, how many was it, how many was it? That's what I'm trying to be, that's what I'm trying to be on draft day, in that green room, you know, <laughs> I, I was telling some of my guys the other day, but not too long ago, I told them, I said, man, the reason I like to be in that green room, man, because they got them, they got them big fat grapes, man, and, <laughs> and, and, and them big fat strawberry juices, strawberry <laughs> <laughs> man, they, they be good, they be good in that green room, 
Hey, hey, hey. Hey, green room. Hey, green room. Right, huh? What? What? <laughs> Man, look, hey, hey, the food, food is so well prepared. <laughs> you don't even want to eat it. Like, I it's mean, so like, pretty. what? Oh, my God. Man, <laughs> I'm talking about the, the meat is just cut. Like, I mean, did, did y'all just like skin the animal and just like did y'all cut him on the inside while he was live or something? I mean, what's going on, man? I mean, like uh, every grape, every <laughs> pineapple, every I'm talking about was in perfect. Oh, I'm talking about like they measured the spaces in between them. So I don't know. Oh, I mean, wow. Man, it is something else. Dang. I tell you that. But yeah, I, yeah. I had three first round, I had three first round draft picks that I worked with this year. Um, Jeff Okuda, we went number three. Uh, Damon Onnet went 19. And, uh, Jeff Gladney went 31. Um, and uh, I had 14 guys get drafted uh, that I worked with. I, 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 actually worked, I actually worked with 43 guys this year. Wow, and I think all but about six, maybe seven, is currently, um, you know, signed deals, what have you. Um, so, um, so it was a, it was, it was my biggest year yet, uh, to be honest. So, um, so I just look forward to building, continue to build off that, and um, and then start to transition into into some other stuff, some online training and some virtual training and things of that sort, you know, what I'm saying and whatnot, and kind of kind of bag up off the field a little bit and just become a little bit more private. I'm saying, if you will or whatnot, and just kind of separate myself and take myself to a different level. To be honest, Arisha. Okay, so look, yep. what is your pro So, with that said, like, I have double, I have double question right here <laughs> off of what you just said. So, what is your proudest moment? Is one is is are those proud moments for you? I mean, I know they are, but like the first time you had that rounder was that one of your proudest moments with did that make you feel like i knew this was my calling and you just saw the fruits of their labor that you put in you know on a kid who had a dream you know part of the one percent and he literally made it not just made it but made it big so is that one of your proudest moments Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't, I can't deny that. Um, but you know, I, I've had other proud moments along the, along the journey. Um, just seeing kids just get accolades, uh, seeing yeah. kids, kids get scholarships, you know, stand for that matter. I mean, you know, the, the cost of going to school is, is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? So I tell guys that if you get a partial scholarship, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody's willing to pay any part of your school, mm. whether it's a third of your school, it's a quarter of your school. I mean, chunk of anything. That's that's less money that has to come out, you know, your parents' pocket. You know what I'm saying? That's less money that you have to apply for, you know, with financial yeah. aid, you know, things of that sort of what that be. You know what I'm saying? So um, wow. so I've even had kids to go to go to college that that's walked on and you know, maybe like in the springtime or or the following spring or the following fall, you know what I'm saying, or you know, receive partial scholarships or full scholarships. So 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 it's been other proud moments, you know what I'm saying, along the way. But uh, as it relates to an organic moment, just you know, we came out the mud with it and we didn't know where we was going with it, and it just what happened. To happen like yeah. that, I have to That's say that right. I have to say that Jamal Adams uh, going up six pick, you know, saying overall was uh, was definitely. I mean, that was a blockbuster deal. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, wow. I mean, that's 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 a that's that's a head scratcher. But then coming back with number three pick, it's only it's only two <laughs> guys, two guys in the in the history of the NFL play defense back that has been picked at number wow. three spot. Yeah, mm -hmm. and um, and it was uh, wow. Shot, shot I never screen. knew that. Yeah, Sean Springs did it in um in '97, uh, and ironically, he came out of Ohio State just like just like Jeff Okuda. 
uh, just did uh, this past year, uh, number three, whatnot. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I can, I can, I can rest my lords on that. I mean, I don't know if it'd be another defensive back that'll go higher than number three, per se, just because how much stock they put on quarterbacks. Right. You know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? and rush ins, you know, guys like that. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Say you got the number three and the number six pick. Um, you know, what I'm saying along with you know other other first rounders, but 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 those guys are being that high. I mean, you know, have you ever heard of Clay Mack? Here. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm talking about. I know that's right. You, I know that's right. You're supposed to be like that. That's right. All the humbleness, hmm. but at the day. I feel like even because my kid was a little bitty boy training with Jamal, training with Jeff. I remember when when Jamal was what was he like a sophomore, junior uh, at Hebron, uh, and then Jeff maybe just been coming out what about a ninth? No, I think I think Jamal was like huh? I think Jamal was going to a senior year. I think Jeff was going into maybe his sophomore year, something like that, or, or freshman going there. Yeah. It, it, it was right around more year because Jamal was in the. Because because he was, he, he was high, yeah, he was he going into that. the that's right because he did the all American game, yeah, he did all that stuff, yeah. yeah wow. that was, I'm Jordan sorry, yeah, we have a we have a delay, sorry, yeah, yeah. but Jordan I Carter. thought that that was very, very special because that lets my kid, huh? Sorry, Clay, my, my thing got a delay on it. Go ahead, no, 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 you go ahead. No, I was yeah. saying, my kid, no, and I know, like, the way he talks, his eyes are just, like, when he see those kids that he trained with, it let him know that he ain't just another kid, because they had the same dream to have, you know what I mean? And the fact that he called the number, what, the number five, number six draft pick out when he was nine years old, which was Jamal Adams, I tell this story all the time. And told him he wanted him to guard him because he felt like in his heart that he was, you know, he was good enough to to burn Jamal on a route at nine years old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was that was that was funny. So, but that's good though. I mean, you know, yeah. it's, it's 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 good that he's in an environment. You know, what I'm saying where he can feel like that. You know, what I'm saying, um, yeah, you know, that, that just lets you know that his competitive nature. You know what I'm saying? You didn't have to be induced. You know, a lot of these kids in competitive nature have to be induced. You have to kind of make them do certain things. And you, know, you got to bring stuff out of them and all that type of stuff, whatnot. But, mm -hmm. you know, whether Jordan was on playing defensive back or, or receiver, you know, I kept my foot on his neck regardless. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that was that was my guy. I mean, Jordan, Jordan mm -hmm. is still my guy. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's, 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 that's my guy. And uh, I think those types of lessons and, and, and going through things like that, well, we'll, we'll carry him a long way, um, you know, being out at, in, in Kansas. I, I think what's going to happen when he get when he get up and those guys really see see him live. I think it's going to it's going to shock them how competitive he is. First off, uh, but secondly, you know, with his skill set, uh, because he's been around, you know, so many high profile guys, and, and and we talking about even, you know, even you know guys like you know Quincy Aljabojie and the Quivier Gonzalez, um, uh, uh, Demarcus Lodge. You know, what I'm saying we can go down the list. Of some big time guys, um, Jordan have been around. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, James Prochet. You know what I'm saying? We can go on and on and on. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, he's not brand new to it at all. You know what I'm saying? So, it wouldn't shock me that he make an impression, you know, early, you know, boy, in his health. If he stay healthy, I think he'll be absolutely fine. 
Now, with um, what do you think with COVID nineteen that's going on? You know, it's been. I think I saw something on the news today. A lot of the the um, people are coming out saying that you know they should put sports off. That you know there shouldn't be any sports in the fall because there's a spike in COVID nineteen. So, uh, what are you hearing, and what's your thoughts about you know where sports is where sports is right now? Well, I just think you know it. Some of these decisions need to be calculated. You know, I think, um, you know, first and foremost, I think that we kind of opened up a little bit too early uh, as a country. You know what I'm saying? So now we're kind of going through, you know, ups and downs and the ebb and flows of it, uh, to be honest. Um, I just think, you know, us as Americans, I mean, we're so spoiled uh, to have free range on, you know, within our country and have, you know, so much freedom that, you know, you don't have some that's okay, let's go ahead and shut it down and we'll be okay. You know, and then let us kind of figure this thing out. But then you have some. That's not an advocate of that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when you have somebody pushing and somebody pulling, we, we're going in the opposite directions. You know what I'm saying? As it relates to that. So uh, I think I think that's the biggest battle. Um, but I think also one of the biggest battles is, you know, we don't have to really, you know, fight this whole deal. You know, it's just, just like you know, any other, you know, sickness or illness. Right. You know, we, we have at least medicine for it. We, yeah. we might not have a vaccine for it or whatever the case may be or whatnot. But you know, even if you get the flu, you can go. You to go take a flu shot, or you have medicine. Yeah. Because um, I don't take flu shot, flu shot personally, but we'll go. I will go take medicine for it. You know, and right. whatnot. But but with Corona, we don't, we don't even have medicine for it. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's the thing that's kind of, you know, that's kind of, it's, it's kind of iffy for us to be honest. And and that's the thing that we're gonna have to, you know, see how we can get around. Uh, to be honest, I mean, I seem like they should be able to come with some kind of concoction, uh, from a from a medical standpoint, to at least. You know, be be able to medicate uh, medicate our communities, um, so that we can um, you know kind of kind of get back to business. I mean, it it'll never be you know business as usual, or business as normal, or whatever you want to call it. Um, I think our society has been altered forever, to be honest. Um, but but by the same token, though, I, that that don't mean that we can't uh, get to a point to where you know we can't understand what we're dealing with. You know what I'm saying and then deal with it. You know what I'm saying to be honest. Uh, so, uh, but uh, as far as counseling, sports, and things of that sort. Uh, I mean, I, th I think that'd be a tough deal uh, to just outright counsel it. Um, but by the same token, um, I'm not opposed to it either. You know, if it's gonna, you know, jeopardize lives, though. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not with let's just do it and let's just see what happens type of deal or whatnot. We don't know enough about this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, right, uh, see what you know, we 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 get information as the doctors receiving the information. Right. <laughs> that's sort of whatnot. You know, I I, know per I personally know people that's that probably more. Enlighten on this stuff than some of the doctors, to be honest. I mean, they tell them yeah. stuff before the doctors even even mention it, you know, saying things of that sort. So, um, so you know, when it comes to that, when it's guesswork, you know I'm saying, I think we need to be cautious in our, in our approach. Uh, but again, I think the thing that uh, that'll help, you know, what I'm saying, help us kind of ease the tension about it, uh, per se, is that if we get some medicine for it, you know, I'm saying, I, I think I think we'll be fine in, in, in those aspects, but uh, but just trying out vaccines, people, and doing all that little type stuff or whatnot, it's just not enough data to support. You know what what might be um you, you know the, the domino effect uh you know from a vaccine two or three years down the line mm -hmm. i mean you don't know that stuff might give you cancer give you whatever down right, the line. right. Okay, and that might be a quick fix right. you know what I'm saying? Not, or or a, a quick psychological fix say so you might think well i took the, i took the vaccine so i should be okay uh, okay yeah but you get with you know 18 months you can't walk right you know what I'm saying? whatever you know what i'm saying so so um you know, I mean, it's it's a sticky situation. <laughs> For it's, it's real, yeah, it's it's a it's a sticky situation. What? But I think I think sports is a fabric of our country. Uh, to be honest, I mean, it, it serves so many purposes. 
uh, to be honest. Uh, so it, it'll be it'll be tragic. It'll be really, really tragic if, um, if we have to go down that road where they have to cancel everything. So what would you do? What is your backup plan? If there was no more sports, what would you do? What would I do personally? Um, you know, I mean, I, I have other interests as well. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I'll tell you one thing. That, that interest to be around would be geared around trying to make some money to make a living. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> you know, I would get involved in, um, in stock market stuff. Um, uh, to be honest, I, I would do something like that. And and probably try to try to get in more more involved in, in stuff that's that's necessarily a, a necessity of life and not a want in life. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, you know what I'm saying? So uh, you know people need need to eat. You know people need um, you know medical attention. You know people uh, it's gonna be criminals to be honest. Uh, so you want to you have to pick something that 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 you, that's gonna uh, be a be a natural part or organic part of our society. You know what I'm saying? To get yourself involved in and you know in those things. But uh, but wants if things get that dire. You know what I'm saying? Wants would be diluted at that particular point, uh, to be honest. Uh, so, you know, I mean, you just got to get yourself involved with, with things that's a, that's a necessity. And I think, you know, that's some of the things that I would I would do. And and, and I'm I've started gearing myself, you know, towards you know towards that stuff. Uh, that's when I said earlier about trying to kind of transgress myself towards different aspects of training. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you kind of do more online stuff and virtual stuff and things of that sort. You know, then what have you? Because I mean, if they shut us down, whatnot. That's it. I mean, people people can't train. They just gonna have to. You know, isolate themselves. Like I train, I train kids now all over the country. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I train virtually. I got kids in New Jersey and, and wow, Georgia and Florida and different places that I train. Uh, but we'll do exactly kind of like what we're doing right now. We get on like a little Skype call type of deal, what have you, and I virtually train them. You know what I'm saying? So uh, and and they're right there like in they in their house in their yard. You know what I'm saying or you know, whatever space that they have. You know what I'm saying or whatnot. So you know until we totally find out, you know what's going to happen. Um, I just think not only myself but but other trainers also need to, you know, think about making those adjustments. So um, I have another, like a two-part question. It's almost kind of elaborating on COVID, but not so much of COVID. Say cousin going on. Um, one of the questions is, and to retire, and if you, if so, when do you think that it's time? You kind of broke up on me. What, what was that question again? Okay. So, do you ever do you um ever plan to retire? And if so, do you think do when do you think the time will come? How will you? And then also, how will you know it's time? Um, you know, I I don't think I never you know retire per se, like official retirement per se. Um, I think what I would do is just like I was uh, mm -hmm. mentioning a few minutes ago was that I would. I would approach it in different aspects, you know, like maybe be a consultant, mm. you know, things of this sort, um, what have you, uh, just kind of do it on a different level um, and, you know, kind of take myself off the field per se and, um, you know, didn't do like seminars and mm. symposiums and, you know, uh, you know, things that, that sort train other trainers and, 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 and train coaches mm. on, oh, yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and those aspects, you know, and what have you. So, um, so, so, and, and again, that's something that I've been, I really, really contemplating and really kind of, kind of getting together. And ironically, I was actually doing that today. You know what I'm saying? And and, and you know, jot some, some things down and you know how I'm approaching, uh, kind of moving forward. And as you know, I'm really, really active in my sessions. It's just kind of a way for me to kind of keep myself in a little shape, uh, to be honest. So, so um, as far as retirement, I don't think uh, mm -hmm. you know guys as trainers per se. You know what I'm saying? Because there's so many aspects that we can go into, um, you know, as it relates to that. Um, right. You know, I. I, I I evaluate other trainers also. 
know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a drill evaluator. You know what I'm saying? Also, you know what I'm saying? So if I think a drill uh, really don't necessarily apply, I might not say that this drill don't apply. You know what I'm saying? If I see another trainer do it, uh, I just try to find a silver lining in it and I try to find out what is this, this drill is a confidence, you know, for this particular athlete, you know what I'm saying? And do it translate. And I think that's what a lot of coaches um, have a problem with, you know, with some trainers uh, and what they're doing. Do these particular drills translate to what I'm doing? You know what I'm saying? So if you're going to train my kid, do, do this stuff that you're doing when he come back to me and get ready for a season, um, you know, do some of that stuff you know, directly apply to the things that we're doing. And and if not, you know, then us as trainers, we've been counterproductive, uh, to be honest. So, um, but I think two folks of that also, coaches, if they know that their kids are getting trained, they need to start reaching out to some of these trainers also uh, to create a, a, a binary situation. So, so we're That's like, right. for, you know, for, for instance, for me, I like to talk to coaches because I need to know philosophically, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, you know, what are some of the things that you do? So when I get your kid in my training session, okay, I already have a blueprint on what I need to do with your kid. You know what I'm saying? If not, if I, if I don't get that, it will create that relationship or that, that relationship don't manifest itself. So, you know, naturally, I just have to stick to my base core fundamentals, you know what I'm saying, or what have you. And um, you know, I know certain things that they're doing, certain coverages that you're going to run. You know what I'm saying? So I just kind of I kind of stick with that, uh, to be honest, and then just show them kind of little nuances uh you know how to you know be more effective in what what is doing and then also try to grow that athlete for for the next level you know what i'm saying as well so um you know sometimes you damn you do and you don't uh but one thing mm-hmm. i don't I, I don't try to force a relationship on a coach because some coaches are egotistical i'm just being honest about that um and one thing i don't deal with is egos there I, you I go yeah you know, i don't i don't do that because i, I don't i don't have to you know what i'm saying so i don't i don't need i don't need no coach um to enhance my name per se you know mm. what I'm saying? I don't I don't need that. It's, it's all about the parent. I mean, the, the parent right. is when they have the final say so, not the coach uh, at the end yeah. of the day. And and that and it's not no Jill got a coach. It's, it's not that. Uh to be honest. But imagine you have a star athlete out of school, okay? And this kid wanna get trained, but the coach don't want to get trained. So that coach not gonna play a star athlete. No, he's not yeah, he's gonna play yeah. a star athlete. You know, he's gonna do that. So at the end of the day, though, to make that situation right. better, uh-huh. why not coach find out who this kid training with and then say, Hey coach, here's what we do. Right. Okay. Could you work with on this, 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 this? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, when they look up this particular kid, when they find out what school he goes to, that kid's gonna be affiliated with that school who's gonna be affiliated with that coach. He's not gonna be there affiliated go. with the trainer. He's not gonna be affiliated with the trainer. Right. We have to we have to market that we train a certain kid or that kid have to mention that he trains with us trainers. He don't have to mention what school he goes to. They'll find that, they can find that out. It's right. gonna and he always gonna be mentioned with that school, whether it's the media, whether it's the newspaper, whether it's the news, whether right. whomever, right? They always gonna mention Joe Blow affiliated with this particular school, and that's where it cuts off. It's not gonna say, oh, by the way, and he trains with Clay Mack. It, 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 it don't work like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't, I don't know why more coaches don't have relationships with trainers that they trust. I'll put it like that, mm-hmm. with trainers that they trust. You know what I'm saying they take the time out to find out what this right. guy's, you know, with his kids. I'm saying what have you. Uh, I have some great relationships with some with some coaches. And some coaches, I mean, I, I don't bother because I watch them from afar and just, you know, I just kind of watch how they move or whatever the case may be. I had a, I had a coach walk right by me one day. He knew who I was, walk right by me. And I trained probably 30 of his kids. Over the years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What not? Wow. But, but that, yeah, but that's the type of stuff I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I mean, if you don't acknowledge me, I don't acknowledge you. I mean, that's just how I was raised. So it is what it is. But as long as I acknowledge the kid and his parents, that's, that's mm-hmm. all that really matters to me. 
Right. Now, do you allow kids to send um, maybe a highlight tape for you to evaluate them? Like, you know, if they're in the ninth grade and they have a highlight tape and send it to you and you evaluate it and maybe you can tell them areas that they can work on. And especially if they're not in the same state and stuff, do you allow stuff like that? Yeah. So the tricky thing about highlight tapes is, you know, naturally you're going to have all the highlights. OK, you don't have all the good plays. Okay. The best uh, stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to find that out. I didn't know that's yeah. what the highlight tape is. Yeah, they're gonna have all the best stuff on it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm gonna tell you a trick I used to do, and I got it from a coach. So, so it's not a climax thing. I got it from somebody. Um, what I do is, if a kid called me and say, "Hey, coach, um, I want you to check out my highlight tape. Give me some feedback." Bro. I said, "Okay, I will check it out." I said, "But give me give me one of your teammates' name, also." So I can pull up your teammate highlight and I can watch you organic. There you I, go. <laughs> I, I can watch you. I can watch you. So now when you tell me your coach don't like you, I see why. Mm. He don't like he don't like you missing tackles. He don't like you blowing assignments. He don't like you loafing. He don't like all that. But you're not gonna put all that stuff on your highlight though. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah you're, not, you're not gonna do that. Right. So it's gonna be all the good plays. Or I tell him. Okay, well, just send me a whole game film. Mm. Send me a whole, send me a whole game film, because you might not have a highlight on in every game. Right. Okay. So I need to see if you shut it down because maybe y'all playing a team that's not throwing it to your side, or not coming your way, or you know what I'm saying whatever the game plan don't dictate that you probably gonna be that involved this week. You know what I'm saying? I want to still see, you know, what your natural character, your natural disposition is. You know what I'm saying? When you know when you have to just be a disciplined guy. And, Steve, you still gonna hustle to the ball and do all the things that you need to do. You know, saying when it's time you to get involved and make highlights per se. You know, what I'm saying so. So that and that what college scouts do also. Uh, and, that, and again, that's where I got it from. You know, I, I don't just want to see your highlights. I want to see a full game film. Mm. So I, I, I want to see how you act and respond in the third quarter and the fourth quarter. So do you have mm. the same energy that you know that you did when when the ball was first kicked off? Everybody got high energy when the first ball first kicked off. Right. <laughs> Everybody, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they look sweet. They got their they brand new gloves on. They knew they knew right. on, you know, socks hidden right, the jerseys hidden perfect. <laughs> you know, they got the double chin strap, you know, they got the whole you know the zenith helmet and all that stuff or whatever they got. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> but, but, but but how are you looking in the in the late third and the early in the early fourth and the fourth? You know what I'm saying? When the game tight, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, where your nerves at at that point. I mean, don't nobody really have nerves after you take that first hit. And also, it's zero zero. So, hey, y'all in school, we hadn't scored, but then it's 14 14, though, in, a, in, in the middle of the fourth. You know what I'm saying? I want to see, you know, who, you know what I'm saying, who's gonna really step it up and, you know, see, see who, because you're gonna go, look, it's, it's like this you're gonna play in front of three, four, five, six, seven thousand in high school. Yeah. Then you're gonna go to college and play in front of 50, 60, 70, 80, 90,000. I played in front of 106,000 one time. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> Now, I, I, probably didn't, I probably didn't play in front of that many all of my high school years combined total attendance. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, so so it's it different factors and elements that 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 suggest that. But highlight tapes, I mean, I'm, I'm not really big on highlight tapes, me personally. Let me ask you this. Are you more than a trainer? I mean, you know, you have these young kids uh, that need to speak into the lives that, you know, as far as checking them, as far as their social media? Do you kind of um, mentor them in all aspects of their life other than uh, football? 
Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now, one thing that I do and I found out over the years is that you know you, you can't you can't go out your way to do it per se, because uh, some of these kids are really really private, and that's an uncomfortable conversation sometimes. Uh, but uh, you know, if I run across something that I see and I, I don't like it, like good example, uh, I had a kid to follow me and I got a notification on Instagram. Uh, this has been a couple years ago, and once I clicked on his profile and looked at some pictures, he had like you know, all this money he had up and. You know, he had a, a pistol in the other hand, you know what I'm saying, or whatnot. Like he's some, I don't know, gangster mm. dope or whatever the case may be. So I didn't follow him back. You know what I'm mm. saying, or whatnot. I don't want to be affiliated with that mess. You know what I'm saying, or whatnot. Um, so, and I know scouts don't like that either. So so I, I have a talk with my guys directly. And I knew I knew a kid personally that went to my high school um, that's, uh, that was being recruited, um, you know what I'm saying, probably maybe 10 years ago, 18 years ago or so. And, um, Something happened along those lines, and I think he went from like twelve to fourteen offers to zero offers. I'm talking about like yeah. within forty eight hours. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so you know, these people are not playing. They're not trying to bring no hard heads to campus. They probably already did it with some hard heads and trying to figure out a way to get them away. Right. <laughs> you know, they're, they're not trying to bring no That's allies. Right. They're not bring no, trying to bring you bring no hard head buddies. They're not trying to do that. Mm. You know what I'm saying. It's mm-hmm. not. Nah, they're not trying. They're not trying That's to spend right. time you know, that. I'm saying so. Uh, so I, I I talk to them, um, you know, periodically. But but I, I think the guys who train with you know guys like me and Rob and you know some of us, some of us, um, I I think they kind of know kind of our natural, you know, kind of disposition on stuff like that, you know. And if they do have that stuff, I mean, they they're not gonna tell us. You know mm. what I'm saying for sure. I would have to run across it. You know what I'm saying or whatnot. So if I run across it, you know, naturally I'm gonna say something. Yeah. You know, to him, you know, I mean, you need to take that down. And, and especially like these pre-draft guys, you know, these guys getting ready for the NFL draft. If you have it on there and you're going through pre-draft already, like, you know, you're here from January to to March or April or whatever the case may be, and you already have some stuff and, and you're, you're, you're a prospect, you're an NFL prospect, they already they already done saw it now. Oh, wow. <laughs> they've already seen it. You can go take it down, but they've already seen yeah. it. You know, and so um, it, it it get extensive. Right. I mean, that's that's an FBI um a background check. You know what I'm saying? With yes, it guys. is. You know what I'm saying? With, with, yeah, yeah. They they dig deep all the way through kindergarten. All the way through <laughs> kindergarten. I mean, as as deep as they can find information, that's where they that's where they're going. I mean, if you, you know if, if you scratch your butt the wrong way, if if you boo boo on yourself, <laughs> they're gonna find out. They're gonna find out what, what, what kind of pants you had on. <laughs> what because your <laughs> Tell your underwear, you know what I'm saying? Did, did you go home that day? Did they change you at the nurse's office? Did your mom bring you clothes? <laughs> They're going to they <laughs> they find out. I promise you that. So, 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 to answer your question, yeah, I mean, I, I try to talk as so much, much as I can, but at the end of the day, though, I try to hold them accountable also. You didn't want to put it on there. So, mm-hmm. you have to deal with it. So, you got to take it off. I and mean, you don't, you don't take it right. off. Right. I'm not gonna waste my time trying to tell you to do something to get where you're trying to go. That don't make no sense. Right. That's good. Really. So look, Clay, there's a uh, um in the comments we have some from a guest that's watching the show, a lady named Stacy Harris. Well, Stacey. Do the guys you train in high school? I'm sorry. It says guys you train in high. What happened? Okay, guys you train are about to go pro. How do you keep those guys when agents are pushing them elsewhere? 
Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know what? I mean, you got you, you, get you, it? you have yeah, yeah. You you have the you have to let it run its course. I mean, you you have to you you drive yourself okay. nuts uh, trying to do that. Okay. Um, you know, the, the thing about me, I, I only train those who want to train with me. To be honest, uh, so you know, especially like you know, we've been together for a long time, and I mean, if if you know, from a mores and values perspective, uh, if you feel like you know that's what you need to do, you know, I mean, it was probably best that we sever that relationship now anyway. You know what I'm saying because it's only gonna get worse once you get money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, so now it's like, well, I mean, you know, you don't want to pay it forward. You know, I mean, so I don't I don't get involved in that, uh, to be honest. Uh, so if 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 we've been together X amount of years, right? And and an agent come into your life for three months or whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. and that agent persuade you to go somewhere else. I mean that, that says a lot about you, to be honest. It really do. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't get involved in that stuff. Uh, that's a, that's either the individual's decision or or family decision. And like I said, I only train those even right today though. I mean, even with my with my high school, college pro guys, I don't train all all the guys around here. Like you know, everybody affiliate me with training all the big time guys, whatever the case may be. And I don't. I train guys who want to train with me. I mean, period. I mean, it, it is what it is. And and that keeps me safe from chasing kids and and catering mm -hmm. to parents. And, and stuff like that. So, no, nah, I mean, I, 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 that's that's a part of my life right. I don't want. Well, you are not going to get away from. Yeah. So, uh, and, and like when when my son, go ahead, Arisha. I'm sorry, we got that delay, Miss Karen. So when um when Quill was going, of course, he went as a free agent. He he made it a point to stay. With who he was with, you know, he wanted to stay with D. Rob as the, you know, of course, being a receiver. He wanted to stay with, Rob, even though he was, they wanted him to go over to uh, those other complexes over there in Fort Worth. And I mean, because even if they didn't, I did with this loyalty thing, to where you got my kid, and this comment or the person just even said, if that person got your kid that far. Why would you move elsewhere? So I thought it was just me, you know, feeling like to me, common sense would be to stick with the person. If it ain't broke, it ain't don't, you know, why fix it, you know? So to me, that's just a loyalty thing. I would, that, that would be strange to me. Not, and I agree. I wouldn't chase the kid either. I wouldn't chase, you know, to me, it says a lot about a person. If you're able to, okay in the draft i ain't got nothing to say you know i mean not in bad blood but i just i just that would make me feel some kind of way i'll be honest with that that would make me feel some kind of way that you put all this work a kid you may have started in middle school or high school all the way through college through the draft and then all of a sudden like you said a guy you met three months ago can swage you another direction so yeah well and the thing that, about, that was a question from her from the um comments yeah, it and, and again it, it happens. Um oh. and, and it happens more frequently than you think, uh, to be honest. Um, you know, somebody come in and, and start hey. throwing up, throwing around big words and stuff at you know at these parents and, and and get the throwing around money and bags of money to them and you know, all that type of stuff. The the one thing that I try to remind families of is look, an agent is coming to you to try to work for you, not for you to try to work for them. Mm. The, agent, the agent works for you. That's right. It's, it's not the other way around. That's why you can fire agents. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the agents don't fire you. 
mean, he can. I mean, he can like you know, sever a relationship, but the agent work for you. You don't work for the agent. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. and, I, and I went through a situation uh, one, two, about two, right. going on three years ago now. So, you know, with one of my guys where like, you know, the, the family was telling to, was telling the agent, hey, look, you know, we've been training with Clay Max since high school, et cetera, et cetera. You know, this I got, this we want to train with, da, 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 da. But what happens is sometimes these agents will buy what they call slots at these facilities, right? So they'll pre-buy a slot to where they can slot their kid in, a slot their athlete in to that facility to train to get ready for the draft. Okay, well, then now, if you got, you know, an outside influence per se, um, but let's just say if they're a facility that I don't necessarily train at. Okay, now I say, well, I don't train at that facility. I say, now the kid will be like, okay, well, I'm going I'm to go wherever you where, wherever you at. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. Okay, but let's go. But then the agent get in his ear and say, hey, look, right. well, I have a great relationship with this with this agent, with, I mean, with this uh, facility over here. They've done good work and this, that, and other, whatever the case may be or whatnot. Okay, yeah, Mr. Agent, though. Why didn't you call the guy who'd been training him for eight years, though? Why did you call the guy that been training for six, seven years? Right. How we can collaborate and come up with some because that facility that you bought that slot at is not gonna lose that slot because that trainer don't train. They gonna work something out. You know what I'm saying? At that at that facility or what have you. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes the agents come in and they know these these parents. You know, is novice about this whole situation. You know what I'm saying? And parent, only thing the parent want is for their kid to go to the league. They want, right. they want their kid. The NFL, you know what I'm saying, by the line. And they think because his agent doing this and in this business that the agent knows best. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, the, the agent might not necessarily know best in that particular situation. No, the agent just know that I've spent my money already and I need my money to be well spent by me sliding this kid into this particular spot over at a facility that I've already, you know, uh, paid for. You know what I'm saying? Per oh, se. So that's where it kind of get a little, a little hairy. Just go happen, me and D Rob. We train all the facilities here in Dallas. You know what I'm saying? So so it, it, it doesn't matter. And I tell all, all the guys who contact me, it doesn't, it doesn't matter where you choose. I, and I don't steer one way or another. I say, hey, look, if you want to go to APEC over in Fort Worth, I'm the DB guy there. If you want to go to Exos over in over in uh over in Frisco, I'm the DB guy there. If you want to go to MJP Michael Jones Performance over in Kenny, I'm the DB guy there. You know what I'm saying? So wh- wherever you at. I'm gonna to touch you regardless. So that's the decision that between decision between you or you and your family, or whoever making that decision. So, um, and and that's just part of you know me and guys like me and D. Rob and Brandon Tucker and guys like us creating relationships with these facilities. Uh, and it goes and it goes both ways. Uh, athlete as well. Uh, and it goes uh, both ways. Um, uh, the but the fact that you know, we create relationships with facilities and the facilities um, reciprocate that by uh by you know nurturing the relationship with us as well. So you know it's it's a partnership type of deal all around the board. Drop the mic. See, that's why we have, can we talk sports from the perspective of mom so we can share the story so we can be able to know what to do and what not to do and not always just go lean on one, what one person is telling you. You know, the fact that someone else can share their story and we can make an edu- informed, educated decision. Absolutely. So, um, but uh, Mr. Mack, you're not going to get away with uh, not playing our game, would you rather? <laughs> so, because I got a very, you you said something <laughs> earlier that I have a very good Ms. question okay. <laughs> I ask you. So, oh, let, me do, wait, let me do this little, uh, little video. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ms.
Okay. So, uh, and so since we are we are already past an hour, I'm going to ask one question. So here's the question: Would you rather uh, fart really loud or quietly poop in your pants? <laughs> Oh, I'm a I'm a fighting guy. I'm gonna fight loud. I'm gonna fight loud. Okay. Like what you mean? Poo? 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 Nah. Nah. I'm gonna I'm I'm move the cover out the way so we can go through my house. I want to the echo. If it don't echo, it ain't doing hard enough. Oh goodness! Yeah. What you mean? I fight. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Nah. oh wow. So do you have one, Arisha? You want me to ask? Yeah, go okay, ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and go with it. I have okay, I'm confused which one to ask. Let me just juggle. Would you would you rather have beef or chicken? <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm I love chicken. Oh. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a chicken yeah. I, okay, I, I love God. beef. Okay. I mean, I, I love I love beef. Don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? But you know, beef beef just take take a little longer to digest. So. Right. <laughs> I, I, there you go. Okay. Great answer. Okay. Uh, great, great, great answer. So, NFL player or NFL trainer. Um, yeah, trainer. <laughs> yeah, and and, and, I'm, and and I'm gonna tell you why now. Uh, and, okay, and, and, look, I, I got want, look my, my last. One. I don't want people to get it twisted, right? Okay, so would love to be an NFL player. Don't get me wrong now, but but I've already trained longer than the average Ooh. NFL player. I'm playing though. You know, the life expectancy yeah, for NFL good now. Point. Yeah, life expectancy for NFL guys three years. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I, I've been I've been training since I've been training 15 years now, but between 12 and 15, about 14 years. Now. So, you know, trainer. I got to say, trainer. All right. Okay, my other one. Would you rather be the president of the United States, or would you like to be the commissioner for the NFL? <laughs> Oh, I, I, I would, I would be the commissioner. <laughs> you yeah, don't want yeah, to be the No, I don't want all them deficits and all that. I don't want all okay, Elaborate why. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't want all that. No, but they be booing the commissioner, though. Yeah, I'd rather take booze and death threats, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> nah, man, I, want all, I don't want all that. You know what I'm saying? Being the president, you know, you, you got to have security for the rest of your life and all that type stuff. And, uh, no, I commissioner and, and the commissioner. This commissioner we got made forty million a year. Forty million. You, you know our president. I think our president salary is only That's like three million, million. I think our president salary like three million dollars or something like that. Yeah, yeah. To be the president. Be the president. Now, yeah, you got all the other perks, but the salary, commissioner, forty million. Forty million. Uh, give me, give me that yeah. every day, all day, twice. Get my DJ Kalik voice. You small. Yes, sir. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, and, and then being a commissioner, also, I mean, it puts me it puts me in my genre that I love to do. I hit sports and and all that, so it, it, it's right. It'll be right up my alley. 
Mm. Well, all right, guys. Okay. This has been a great show, and I just appreciate you, uh, Coach Mack, for coming on and sharing um, the inside of the best DBA guru. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. <laughs> I appreciate I you. I think we should show his video one more time before closing out for those latecomers. <laughs> show his video time. Okay. And just let everybody know what they missed at the beginning, the intro. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and say goodbye, but then I'll play the video and then I'll end it after the video. Okay. So, yeah. All right, you guys. Okay. Okay. I appreciate you guys having me. Thank you so much. Here we go. All right. Appreciate it. I keep hearing everybody talking about who the best DB trainer in the country. I keep hearing this over and over and over again, and I just don't get it. I, I just don't. Have you ever heard of Clay Mack? Period.